tithes. I said today is Thanksgiving. The Bible says in everything we should give thanks to God. Isn't it? Hey, put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you very much, choir. Put your hands together for the Lord. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's take our seats in the Lord. It is Thanksgiving Sunday. And we thank God that we have every cause to glorify God. Isn't it? Well, the Bible says it is good for the righteous to give praise and thanks to God. Amen. It says, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that is within me, praise His holy name. It goes further to say, praise the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Brethren, it's the benefit of God you are sitting down here today. Do you believe what I say? It is by the grace of God. It's not because of your know-how. It is because of the grace that you are sitting here today to give thanks to Him. We give thanks to God. We can move our hands. We can move our legs. We can see with the eyes He has given unto us. We're giving thanks to God because of the abundance of benefits that comes unto man. Though sometimes we might not be able, we, 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 I don't want to use maybe we struggle, but sometimes we might just count it as something that is not worth it. That after all I can see. No, it's not after all you can see. It's by His grace. And may His grace be sufficient for us. Because we give thanks to God, because we have every cause in giving thanks to God. He says in Romans 8, He says, For we know that all things, not some certain things, but all things, that is, whatever situation or circumstance that you are, all is to the glory of God. Even if things are working contrary, because you are a child of God, because you know that God is your creator. And because you know that God says, I will not leave you nor forsake you. He says, I will always be by your side. So you know that those things that are working, though they look contrary to what you are thinking, but you know that God is in it. For he says, your ways are not my ways. And your thoughts are not my thoughts. If you think in this way, that is not the way God will go to bring forth glory for himself. So if you are here this morning, whatever you might be thinking, things is going contrary. Don't worry. Everything is to the glory of God. Because in what is going contrary, that is in need that God will bring forth his glory to show that he is God. He will never do things the way you are thinking it. Because if he does, where will the glory come from? If he does, where will the glory come from? Because your thinking and your calculation is, this is how he's going to do it. But he doesn't do it that way. He doesn't do it that way. He does it in a different way. So, if you are here this morning, let the peace of God, let it come upon you. His peace that surpasses every human understanding, let it come upon you. That peace, it surpasses every human. It's not the peace. He said, my peace that I give to you. He said, not as the word give it. No, the peace of the world is war. Even when they say, oh, we're going to have a ceasefire, give them two minutes. Some people are throwing bombs. Is that peace? No. So the peace of God surpasses every human understanding. So today, this day of thanksgiving, the peace of God will be abundant for you. And as we enter into the last days of this month of transformation, if there be any aspects of your life that need to be transformed, the God who spoke to our Father in the Lord that this month will be month of transformation, that God will surely transform every area of your life. You will not, this month will not pass you, Without you experiencing the glory of the transformation that God has spoken about. Because the God who spoke through our Father in the Lord for this month of May. When you look at the calendar in this month of May. Our Father in the Lord wrote the end. He says, let us pray for this our nation. Because they will be in a sort of confusion. And that is what is happening now. So if such things that was written so many months ago. Now we enter into the month of May. And it is so. So I want you to know that transformation will happen in your life. This morning, I'm going to speak to you briefly about what God has given unto us in this month. 
And I'll speak in that, in that book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, which is our scripture for this month. Please, can you allow me to come down, please? I am not so much. I can't be too so. Sorry about that. Am I allowed? Yes, Hallelujah. <laughs> I can't stay in one place. In that second Corinthians chapter 3, in verse 2, it says, You yourselves are our letter. That was Paul speaking. Paul said, You yourselves, you are our letter. What is Paul trying to say? That you yourselves, you are our letter. Paul is saying that you should be what the people should read before they read the Bible. In attitude, in character, he said, you are our letters. How do you become the letters? It's in what you have heard, what you have been taught, what you have known, it's what makes you to be the letter. He said, you are our letters that people should read. Your character should be what people should read before they want to even want to know about. Your attitude, they are the letters Paul is talking about. They are not the letters, as it goes forward, he says, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. For you to be a letter to be read by everyone, there must be transformation in your life. If there is no transformation, you can never be a letter. Are you getting me this morning? For you to be a letter before anyone picks up the Bible, your life must be accustomed to that of Jesus. For you to be a letter that people are reading before you can speak, your confirmation should be as that of Jesus. He says it's letter that is written in the heart that people can read. It's not the people, it's not the letter that perishes. But the letter that people read eternally. So for such to happen, brethren, it's transformation that brings such. If you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, then every day you live, you want to live as Christ lived. Your thought, your thinking, your imagination, your ways of expression, the things that you can ponder about is what people want to read. So when you open up your mouth to talk to people about Jesus, they've already read it in you. Why is it that many believers could not even bring men into Christ because they are not the letters that could be read? I believe that at the end of this month, every member of this church will be a letter to be read. People can read you so you can talk to them about Jesus. And that's why many people fought away. They could not acclaim themselves to people to see them that they are believers because of their way of life. Because when they open up their mouth, before they even say, say you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Paul goes further to say, you show that you are a letter from Christ, not from man. A letter from Christ. How can that be? By the Spirit of God that is in you, that brings renewal of your spirit day by day, is what can bring you to be that. He says, you show that you are a letter from Christ. Not a letter of what system? But a letter that is from Christ, you show that you are a letter from the Christ. Not just that I'm a believer, oh, I've accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, but what is it that we can acquire to it to show that you are? It's a letter. It said, the result of our ministry written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets. According to Exodus chapter 24, if you read, when Moses went up to collect the tablet, not according to that, 
Because the Bible says in that Exodus 24, you don't need to go there. If you get home, you read it. In verse 10, it talks about when God said unto Moses to come and collect the letter that is written by hand. Not according to that letter. God said to Moses, come hither up and collect these tablets. And the Bible says when Moses was going, he said unto El and Aaron, he said, you stay down that when the people have this food, they can come unto you. He said, why we go up to collect? No, not that letter is talking here. Not that letter is talking here. He says, not, not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, that is the spirit that you receive when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, that spirit dwells inside you, and by the power of that spirit, transformation starts. By the power of that spirit, transformation starts. Transformation cannot start if not by the power of that spirit. It is the power of that spirit that is in you that brings the transformation so that the letter that you are are not the letter of man thought or born letters of man written, but they are the letter that come by the renewing and the knowing which the spirit enables you to. Amen? Amen. Because Jesus says in that John 8, he says if you, in verse 31, he said if you are mine, it says you keep to my word, isn't it? And to my teaching. When you keep to the no word and the teaching, then what happens? You know the truth. And that truth sets you free. Brethren, transformation, it starts from within. And every day we live our life, let us have that. Yes, our life needs to be transformed. That's how we can reason as Christ. That's how we can live our life with Christ. That's how everything that we do, we can do it as Christ do it. Because the Bible says we all have the mind of Christ. He said, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human heart, which can never be erased. On stones it can be erased. But what is written on human heart, which come by the, transfer, by the Spirit of God that is in you, that makes you to continue to live your life and transforming you, that the words that you used to say, you say them no more. The way you coordinate yourself, you coordinate no more. The thoughts and the imagination that come from you, that say everything is to fight and anger, no, it does no more. Because there is a Spirit that is in within you, that is bringing changes in you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Transformation. By the Spirit of God makes you to be who, what God wants you to be. Brethren, we need to be transformed. We need to. Because when you are transformed, you can see as Christ sees. You can reason as Christ reasons. Life will be so easy for you. When you do not, when you do no longer live as the world system live. Remember the Bible says in the, book, in the book of Colossians chapter 3. In verse 1 of that Colossians 3, it says, Since you have been raised up with Christ, it says, Set your heart on things above and not on earthly things. When you have no transformation, your heart is set on earthly things. But it says in that Colossians 3, 1, Since you have been raised with Christ, now there is a difference, there is a shift. Your eyes should no longer be set on worldly things because with it there is no transformation. But when your eyes is set on things eternal, that is what makes you to live as Christ lives. Am I saying the truth? I can't have an amen here. I hope you are not cold on me. Please don't. I love you all. <laughs> Telling you, you go back to your journey. I'll go back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is good. You know, it's good to come home sometimes. And I see so many faces here this morning. Yes, at least I, I have a break from Germany. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, I have a break from Germany. And I can see eyes, faces here. You want to go? Hallelujah. It goes further in verse 5 of that Second Corinthians 3. He said, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves. I remember on Friday when Pastor, Pastor Elizabeth led us a prayer about competence. Am I right? 
Yeah, Pastor Elizabeth led us that prayer. He says here, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything. Can you see? To claim anything for ourselves. That is Paul speaking. But our competence comes from God. Because it is, the, it, is by this, it is by the Spirit of God that brings competence on you. The ability for you to do great things is not of your strength. It's the ability that God endowed upon you by His grace that enables you to do great things. The competence of your fluency is not because you read no. No, it's not. It's not, brethren. It's not, brethren. I tell you the truth. By His grace. His grace renews everything. His grace changes everything. His grace makes all things to be new by the power of the transformation which comes with the Spirit of God that lives inside you. He says, not because of our competent brethren. Not because... Oh, I'm highly educated. It doesn't matter. It's the Spirit of God that makes it happen. It's the Spirit of God. I read something over this week that really so much amazed me. Even not over this week. I think it was yesterday. Someone text, someone sent something to me. I don't read jargons on WhatsApp. I, I delete quite a lot of things. Someone sent something to me, and it was like a little girl in a village in Fiditi. Fiditi is in your state. Yeah, it's a village. It's along the road. I think I happened to have passed through that place because I came from that area. I'm not from Fiditi, but I came from that area. That there was a little girl... The girl went into the most poorest primary school he was. Hardly does he have pencil to write in that school. No ink. They struggle to get ink to write. I'm talking to you about just what I've just said now. To let you know it's by his grace. And in primary five, she went to do maths, maths uh, tests. Because they needed someone to do, they were, they were to qualify so that they can present them. And uh, in it, 40 people contested, she was, the, she was the best. They pick her from that local region to the entire Oyo state to represent. 34 people came, she was the best. Sometimes she doesn't have pencil to write. In mathematics, I'm talking to you about. She was the best. Now they say, you will be representing Oyo state in this maths competency to go. And they brought everyone from each state. 40 or 37 people were there. Among all of them, this girl was the best. The people that competed with her are people going to private schools that their parents were paying a high lot of money to educate them. She dusted them. She was the best. Brethren, not by your intellect, he's by his grace. And when I was reading it yesterday, I said, Lord, you can make anything. You can make us to be what you want us to be. And that girl won a prize of six million naira. And then she was to go to, they were paid for her education. It changes the life of the parents. <laughs> Brethren, don't think too much highly of yourself. It's by His grace. Whatever you are today, have in the corner of your heart to give thanks to God. For he makes it happen. I say he makes it happen. Yes. Not your eloquence makes it happen. No. Not the brilliance that you have makes it happen. It's by his grace. He's by his grace. Recognize his grace in everything that you are doing. Amen. Yes. Don't let pride make you to dump him. He is God. He remains to be God. He never changes. He said, not, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim everything for ourselves, but our competency comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit does what? But the spirit does what? Gives life. The spirit of God gives life. Second Peter 1 3, he says his divine power has given unto us everything we need for life 
Everything we need for life is divine power, is the spirit that lives inside you. He's giving to you everything. You only need to acknowledge that the divine power is in you to make a transformation in your life. You only need to accept that I have the spirit of God in me. I must not be living a life of poverty. I must not be living a life of running elter skelter. I must not be running a life of running to the people who do not have the spirit of God in them to decide my life for me. But by the spirit of God that lives inside you, you can be what God says you are. I say you can be what God says you are. Because you are great people going to great places. Say to yourself, I'm going to great places. Say it as you mean it. That's it. Because of his power, by the power, he said, the spirit reveals unto you. The spirit reveals unto you what you need to know. Because John 16 tells us that. If you read the book of John chapter 16, he says, I have much more to say unto you if you read from verse 12. He says, but I am going. But when he, the spirit of truth, shall come, he says, he shall reveal unto you, that is the power of the spirit. He says, he shall guide you, that is the power of the spirit. He says, he shall lead you. He guides, he leads, and he reveals unto you. Hallelujah. That's the power of the spirit that does transformation in your life. You do not need to run elter skelter if you have the spirit of God in you. When he, the spirit of truth, shall come, he will guide you. Guidance comes by the spirit that brings transformation. It guides you that the step that you are about to take, don't go that way, go this way. His spirit guides. His spirit guides. Just as the, um, what you use in your car, GPS, isn't it? The sat nav. As it guides you, the spirit will guide you better than that. If you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, you will not have any regrets. I say you will not have any regrets. If you allow the Holy Spirit to be, the, to be leading of you, to lead you in everything you are doing day by day, you allow the indwelling Spirit of God that is in you to reveal to you what God is saying. You allow the, the Spirit of God that gives life to reveal to you everything that you need to know. And he said, now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, the ministry that brings death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory. Hey, you want to see the glory that surpasses that? That's what I will show you now before I stop this morning. It says, if the ministry... That brought death, which engraved in letters of stone, came with glory. You know, when Moses went to collect it, if you get home, you read the book of Exodus. At least it's in Exodus chapter 34. When Moses went to collect the tablets, if you read from verse 10, 11, 12 down, it says, When Moses collected the Ten Commandments and it came down, the people were away because there was radiance in his eye. But now I'm telling you, the glory that we have now surpasses that glory. Listen to me, church. He says, if the glory, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters, which is the Ten Commandments that he went to collect, that was in stone, came with glory. Because the Bible says when he came down and the people came, they were away because why he, he, Moses did not know that his face was radiant. But now I'm telling you the glory that we have today surpasses that glory. Yeah. I says it surpasses that glory. Yeah. He says there, and then he says, came with glory so that the Israelites could not look steadily on the face of Moses because his glory transitory through it was. He said, we know the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious. Brethren, we are living at a time that is more glorious. We are living at a time that is more glorious. All you need to do is to have your focus on Jesus. Let Jesus be the steady of your ship. Let it be the one that directs every aspect of your life. Let your focus be fixed on Jesus. The maker of heaven and earth. 
Let your faith be fixed on Jesus, who, because of you, went all the way to the cross of Calvary. When he says it was finished, he gave you victory. He gave you victory over sin. He gave you victory over death. He gave you victory over sickness. He gave you victory over unemployment. He gave you victory over badness. He gave you victory over anything. You have victory because Satan is under your feet. Colossians says all that. He redeemed us by his blood. He make us alive. Colossians 2, 13, 14 says it. We are alive in Christ. Amen. Amen. Brethren, let your focus be on Jesus. Don't let your focus be on any other thing. Don't let your focus be on any other thing, brethren, I tell you. If you allow Christ to be the leader of your life, if you embrace Jesus, if you embrace Jesus, if you look unto him, if you fix your eyes unto him, struggle will be far away from you. The Bible says, seek forth the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing, every other thing, don't run after every other thing. Don't run into the thing that is in the kingdom. Be part of the kingdom. Be part of the kingdom. Because everything you ever need is built in in the kingdom. Why will you be running for healing when healing is in the kingdom? Why will you be running after job or so is in the kingdom? Why you are looking for a husband or wife is in the kingdom. Everything you can ever want is in the kingdom. What are you thinking about? Outside? No. It's in the kingdom. You've been running Elta Skelter. Let today be the last day you run Elta Skelter. Look, fix your eyes unto him. Only Jesus, he makes things happen. He said, none of you shall be barren. Today, every barrenness you are gone in Jesus' name. He said, no, sickness will come, but I will remove sicknesses away from you. Today, sicknesses is taken away from you. The Lord will renew you. The Lord will strengthen you. The Lord will bring manifestation upon your life. In the areas you have struggled before, you struggle no more. The unction of the anointing of God will come upon your life. As you will open up your mouth to speak, you will speak of he who made heaven and earth. There will never be any time of regret in any part of your life. The abundance of God's goodness will manifest in every area of your life. You will open up your mouth to speak, you will speak according by the Spirit of God that dwells inside you. You will open up your mouth and you will prophesy to make changes in every area of your life. You will no longer run a task because the manifestation and the fulfillment of God will come in abundance upon your life. The Lord will establish you. The Lord will build you up. The Lord will fortify you. The Lord will make everything that is contrary to be taken away from you. For this is the time of your rest of provocation. He transforms you by the power of His Spirit to transform you. He says, and if the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? Our righteousness is in Christ Jesus. Our righteousness, what makes us to be righteous, is in Him. Is in Him. Hallelujah. Last week, our Father in the Lord told us in Berlin, He made us to understand that we are seated at the right hand of God. He showed to us in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 where we are seated. He showed to us how majestic the right hand of God is. In Exodus chapter 15, He showed us. You are sitting in the right hand of God. Ephesians 2, 6. He shows us in Exodus chapter 15. In verse 10. He said, your right hand, O Lord, is majestic in power. He said, your right hand, O Lord, chatter the enemy. If you are sitting at the right hand of God, why should enemy be threatening you? If you are sitting down on the right hand that is majestic in power, why are situations that is under your feet, why are they forming threats against you? If you are in Christ and Christ in God, how can Satan get you? Brethren, this is your time of manifestation. The people, the Lord, the devil says they have awaited you a long time. And I know that as you enter into the last three days we have in this month of transformation, you will come out gloriously. I say you will come out gloriously. 
you will come out victoriously. Because your victory is in the name of Jesus. No one should be able to contend with you. Take your stand. Take your stand. Let the people around you know that I am a child of God. I have the dwelling spirit of God living in me. And when I speak, things have to happen. But you must be living a transformed life to speak. God is good, brethren. God is good. He makes all things happen. You only need to believe in Him. You only need to believe in Him. You only need to put your trust in God. You only need to put your trust in God. Don't try to do it by yourself. You've done it. You try to do it by yourself for a long time. What's the result? But when you do it by Him, the Bible says, Blessed is the man who puts his trust in God. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17 says that. And if you read from that verse 7, he says, He says, Blessed is the man who puts his trust in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. Where is your confidence? Is it in the strength? Is it in your strength? You fail. Is your confidence in man? It goes to nowhere. You put your confidence in members of your family, he doesn't go to anywhere. Because the Bible said, The arms of flesh will fail. They will surely fail. Because there is a limit the arms of flesh can go. But when you put your trust in God, you will go further. You will go to where he has ordained for you. Because your trust and your confidence is in him. Who made heaven and earth. In closing. It goes further in that verse 16. It says, but whenever. Oh. But whenever, that means, when you feel satisfied, I've lived it by myself, but whenever I feel it's enough. Am I right? Whenever. (laughs) There is an openness. There is an openness. I read something in the book of John chapter 1, in verse 12. Look at it. John chapter 1. I'll come back to this and I'll finish up. In John chapter 1, it says, Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe, to those who believe, to those who believe, not everybody believed. Some people receive, they don't believe. That's why we never. Yeah? That's what that statement is saying. Look at it in the English context. It says, Yet to all who receive him, to those, he did not say all, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become what? Children of God. So when you have received and you don't believe, then something is still missing. Something is still missing. Because he didn't just say receive. He said when you receive, then you believe. When you look at that context of that John 8, it tallies to this. John 8, 31, 32. He said, yeah, to those who have received. And they stop. I have received Jesus. But do you believe in what you receive? Because if you don't believe, there can't be manifestation. If you don't believe, there can't be transformation. If you don't believe, you cannot speak in that name that you don't believe about. You can only speak about what you believe that in the name of Jesus, the healing will come. Because you believe, not because you receive. When you receive, you believe what you receive. Then it works for you. Don't just believe. Receive. Now in closing. Go back to that, my closing scripture. It says in verse 16, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, brethren, whenever you turn to the Lord, the veil is taken away. The veil is not natural things. There are are circumstances that have been standing in your way that could not allow you to see. But when you receive, when you believe, the veil will surely be taken away. Veil are circumstances standing before you. Veil, they are situations. Sometimes men are meat. You know meat? What you believe? Ah, when I do this, oh, ah, I No, it's a veil. Huh? I say it's a veil. Whenever, after you have satisfied yourself, and then you say, enough is enough, I am turning back. You probably got some turns back. After he has said enough is enough, I have suffered enough. 
He said, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord. The prodigal sons know that there is something for me that I need. That my life should not be like this. That's what I'm telling you today. If you are here in this meeting, but you have not accepted him or you have, you have not turned to him. As this meeting closes, make sure you do that. He said, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. I pray that every veil in your life be removed today. If there be circumstance in your life that is standing as a veil, today I speak in the name of Jesus that they be removed in the name of Jesus. Every circumstance that is standing before you as a mountain, I speak to them to come to become ground in the name of Jesus. What situation that is standing as a veil before you? He does not enable you to see and to know what he has given unto you. The Lord removed them from this hour. Whenever a mighty one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, the Lord your God is a spirit. The Lord your God is a spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You are no longer to be subject to a yoke of slavery. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. You are no longer. You are no longer. You are no longer to be subject to a yoke of slavery. Because he said, wherever the Spirit of God is, there is what? Liberty. There is what? Freedom. There is what? Abundance of goodness. Where the Spirit of God is, all those things are there. You only need to enter into it. And then you continue to enjoy it. He said, wherever the Spirit of God is, liberty is there by the grace Freedom is there by the grace. Because where? He says, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Brethren, we are freed in the name of Jesus. I say we are freed in the name of Jesus. The Bible says salvation is found in Acts chapter 4 verse 12. He says salvation is found only in Jesus. Salvation can never be found in any other thing. Only in the name of Jesus. The name that is above every other name. The name in which the blind and the blind I see. The name, the name in which the, 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 the broken heart is mended. The name in which all those who have been condemned, they stand right. That is the greatest name on earth. The name Jesus. The name Jesus. The name Jesus. The Bible says, and a name has been given unto him that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every knee in your life, I command them to bow in the name of Jesus. Every circumstances that stand as me, I speak with the authority in my lips. Bow in the name of Jesus. Whatever the circumstances that is standing contrary to the promise of God for your life, in the name of him who was and is to come, I speak. Be bowed in the name of Jesus. For it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. You are no longer to be subject to a yoke of slavery. Every yoke of slavery in your life today, they are gone forever. And you see them no more. I say you see them no more. I say you see them no more. There is abundance of goodness for you. Because you are a child of God. You are the righteousness of God. And righteousness is in Christ Jesus. It's not in man. He didn't condemn you. No, you are not. But the Bible says in Romans 12, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, you are not condemned. I say you are not condemned. Say to yourself, I'm not condemned. Say it as you mean it. Yes, you are not condemned. Because you are the righteousness of God. Brethren, the word of God is true. Embrace it. Know it. And then he says, and we all, we all, are you inclusive in the all? Are you inclusive in the all? This side, are you inclusive in the all? That is good that you are inclusive in the all. But if you have not accepted Christ, you are not. You are not. Do you hear what I just said now? If you have not accepted Christ, you are not in the all. Maybe you are in this meeting this morning. You don't know him. Don't go. Don't go without knowing him. He says, and we all who 
with unveiled faces. Because whenever anyone turns to him, the veil is removed. That's why I say, we with unveiled faces, we who are no longer having any coverings in our eyes, we who can see by the power of the Spirit that dwells inside us, we who can see, not by any other eye, but by the eye of the Spirit of God that is in us, we can see. I say we can see. I say we can see. Yeah, we can see. That's what he's talking about. We who are with unveiled faces. I'm happy because I'm one of them. Yeah, I'm happy because I'm one of them. We with unveiled faces. It says, Add the Lord's glory. And we are being transformed. And we are being transformed into his image with ever, that is a continuous one, with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is a spirit. I close my Bible. We are being transformed. Amen. Amen. You are being transformed with an ever increasing glory. The glory that can never be contained with anything. The same glory that when Jesus took Peter to the transfiguration. If you read the book of Luke chapter 9. In verse 24 of that Luke chapter 9, it talks about the transfiguration. Which shows about the glory of God. Luke 9, look at it. In verse 28. Let's see. And then we rise up to pray. In Luke, it says about eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him. And they went up onto the mountain to pray. Look at the glory he's talking about. Go on. And then he says what? As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed. There will be change in your life. I said there will be change in your life. The appearance changes. Why? Let's see. He says the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as flashing of light. Go on. You stop at verse 35. He said two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in what? In a glorious splendor. Talking with Jesus, they spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring into fulfillment at Jerusalem. Verse 32. He said, Peter and his companions were very sleepy in their sleepy look. He said, but when they become fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. You will see his glory. I said, you will experience that glory. He said, they saw his glory. With the two men standing with him, look at verse 33. And he said, as the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Whenever the glory appears, you don't want to leave. Whenever the glory shows up, it transforms every area of your life. Rise up on your feet and lift up your voice. Lift up your voice this morning. Lift up your voice this morning. Lift up your voice and start to pray. Whichever any area the Lord has spoken to you this morning, I say lift up your voice and thoughts and thank God for His glory. Thank God for this month of transformation. Thank God for the unveiled faces. Thank God for the thing that has covered your eyes that have been taken away. Lift up your voice and say, yes, Lord, let your glory. Let your Shekinah glory. Let the type of glory that was seen, O oh Lord God. Let it be manifest in my life. Lift up your voice and pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, sovereign Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. We ask, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord and Lord, let there be transformation, O oh Lord God. Let the transformation begin, O oh Lord. As the Lord, let the transformation begin. As the Lord, let me let your glory, let your glory, let your glory. Let your glory be made manifest, O oh Lord God. As the Lord, let your glory, O oh Lord God. Let your glory come down. Let it bring transformation in my life. Let your glory bring transformation. Let your glory bring transformation. Let your glory bring transformation. Let it renew me. Let it renew me. Let it renew me. Let me renew me. As the Lord, let me be the letters that they read. Let me be the letters that the people will read. Let me be the letters that the people will read. That as they read me, they can see Christ. Lift up your voice and pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord, make us to be letters. The letters that is not fading away. The letter that is written in the heart. Not the letter that is written on the tablet, but the letter that we can read in our character, in our behavior, in our doing, in our talking. Oh, 
Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, let me experience transformation in the remaining days in this month. Let transformation begin in my life. Let transformation begin in my family. Let transformation begin in my wife. Let transformation begin in my husband. Let transformation be in my children and to everyone that is connected. Oh, sovereign Lord, we bless your name. Immortal and blessable God, we magnify you. Oh, Lord, be thou exalted. Oh, Lord, we magnify your name. We magnify your name. We exalt you. We exalt your name. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. One more two prayers. I want you to pray. The Lord, I am entering into the last days in this month of transformation. Maybe there is a situation in your life they are standing, but they need to be transformed. But you have heard God spoke to you this morning that it come by the indwelling spirit of God that brings transformation. Maybe you are in this meeting, you've been doing it by yourself that it has to happen. I tell you, it only happens by His grace. You're going to pray to God this morning, but make sure you pray. Make sure you pray. Because the Lord is about to begin a new thing in your life. You can only pray it to be. Somebody cannot do it for you. Yeah, no one can do it for you. Even if it's a husband and wife, and the husband opened the mouth, he can't do that transformation for the wife. And if it is wife open his mouth and the husband does not, it can't happen. Or maybe your children open mouth, you don't open your mouth, it cannot happen. It can only happen by you declaring it to yourself. I want you to pray this morning that, Lord, these are the aspects of the areas of my life that need to be transformed. That as I enter into the last days in this month of transformation, led by the power of your spirit that dwells inside me, that I have heard this morning, let it bring transformation in my life. Lift up your voice and pray. I say lift up your voice and pray and ask God. Ask God the Lord Almighty. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Ask God the Lord, I am entering, O oh Lord God, that the remaining days, Monday, Tuesday, I'm asking you, O oh Lord God, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the remaining days, O oh Lord God. For the Bible says, for with God all things are possible. By the power of your spirit that dwells inside me, let there be transformation in my life. Let there be transformation in my life. Let there be transformation in my life. Let every aspect of my life be transformed in the name of Jesus. Let my thinking be reformed. Let my knowing, let it be known. Let every aspect of my life, my Lord and my God, let there be complete transformation in my family, in my business. Let there be transformation in my business. In my study, let there be transformation. Let me excel in the things of study. Let the manifestation of your words, let it be fulfilled in every aspect of my life. Pray in the name of Jesus that let there be divine transformation, O Lord. Oh, Lord, renew me, O Lord God. Renew me, O Lord God. Oh, Lord, we bless your name, O Lord God. We thank you, our Lord and our God. We magnify your name. In Jesus' almighty name, we are prayed. The last prayer we're going to pray. At the beginning of this meeting, I told you that our Father in the Lord spoke. In October, he wrote something. What will happen in this country, and we cannot read it happen. I want to tell you, every word that he has spoken to you will surely come to pass. The Bible says, let those who speak, and it come to pass. They are the saints one. Listen to me. The Bible says, those who speak, and when they speak, it comes to pass. They are the sent one. They are the sent one. In these days and age, there are no sent one. In this house, there is a sent one. I said there is a sent one. And I'm very proud to say he is my father in the Lord. I'm very proud to say he raised me to be what I am today. I'm very proud to say that 27, 28 years when I met him, I never knew what would become of me, but I believe in the Saint One. And today, I thank God that I'm not a useless fruit to him. And I thank God that he can look at me and he can say, yes, this is the fruit of my hand. And I know we are all. He has worked tirelessly. He has worked tirelessly and he's still working. Together with our mother in the Lord, not stopping. That everyone that comes along their paths, their life will not be the same again. Can you testify to what I'm saying? They are the saints one. 
They are the saint one. And I'm very proud to be called their son. Very, very proud to be called their son. You're going to pray. He has spoken at one time to you. Maybe you have left it. I tell you, he is the saint one. And if you believe the God that is speaking through me this hour, you're going to lift up your voice in this meeting because there must be a change in your life in this month. I'm not talking of next month. I'm talking this month before it comes to an end. You're going to, you're going to count your heart back to what he has said to you. Maybe to you, maybe to your, to your family. Maybe you have had him once. And maybe you have discounted it. I'm telling you, bring it back. Because the manifestation is at hand. You're going to lift up your voice right now. You're going to say, Lord, you who have spoken through the mouth of our Father and the Lord apostolated be with him to me concerning this issue. I stand at this hour I held on it. That before these three days, let there be manifestation. Lift up your voice and pray if you believe that. If you believe, lift up your voice. I say if you believe, count yourself back. He says, remember me of my covenant promises unto you. That's what the Bible says. Remember me of my covenant promises unto you. What is it that you have been told? What is it that the, that the saint one, the great man, the great man of God has said unto you at a time? Maybe you have discounted it. Maybe you have forgot it. I am bringing it back into your memory at this hour. I am bringing it back into your memory at this hour. That bring God into the remembrance of the word that has been spoken. And say that, Lord, let there be manifestation. For your servant has spoken. The saint one has spoken. Bring it to pass in my life, O oh Lord God. Bring it to pass in my life, O oh Lord God. Oh, Lord, we bless your name. Thank you, everlasting Father. Lord, we bless you. In Jesus' almighty name, we have prayed. Let me pray for you. Eternal God of glory, we thank you because you are God. And you do not change. Father, these are your people. The Bible says in the book of Numbers 23, it says, and you look down, and you say, there is a people that is set aside, who does not compromise with the world. The people that are set aside to bring forth the manifestation of your world. Father, we are dead. And these are the people. I ask you, my Lord and my God, that as you stretch out your hand from your lofty mountain this morning, into every aspect of the life of everyone standing before you this morning, I speak, O oh Lord God, that let there be a change, O oh Lord God. Let there be a transformation, O oh Lord God. To the sick, I say, be healed in the name of Jesus. To the barren, I say, be fruitful in the name of Jesus. To those who procrastination is as a removed in the name of Jesus. Amen. As your people step in into the new week, let it be a week of abundance. Amen. Let it be a week of testimony. Amen. Let it be a week of manifestation. And Lord, as they depart from my presence, may your presence, the presence that never departed from the Israel, like the Bible says in Exodus chapter 13, in verse 20, it says, when you are taking them out of Egypt, he said, like a pillar of cloud, you went before them. He said, you never departed. And he said, and in the night, you stand before behind them, like a pillar of fire. I pray that that same God will never depart from you. He will bring forth manifestation in every area of your life. He will renew you and transform every aspect of your life. That your life will be what God has said it will be. And the Lord bless you. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. Thank you, church, and the purpose. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.